My drug addiction was too strong. Even after the most horrible consequences, I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop, so it got worse. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers and a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the reality of the path that drug use leads a person to, and it's not a good one. It is plagued with dangers, putting people in vulnerable situations and exploiting people. And as we're revealing Catherine Wissanand's testimony, the idea really gets across. Drugs will take you to places you never thought you would ever be. In our last show, this is what Catherine is describing. She described a moment where she was blackmailed into giving sex to a group of men that turned into a gang rape. Nothing was discussed. They just said that in a way to absolve her debt, and then they gang raped her in an empty apartment building. But even after such a traumatic event, she was still slave to these older men for drugs. So she just had to stuff down that trauma, act like it never happened, so she could get her fix on drugs. Today, she's going to describe how it got worse as she walked into methamphetamine use. Catherine, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I really want to honor you for going through the trauma you went through, you know, and today Jesus healed you enough to even talk about this, which is amazing. So I just really want to say thank you so much for sharing. Before we get into all of this, tell us real quick, how did you get into meth? Why did you go into methamphetamines even though you vowed you would never use it? Yeah, so I always saw people that were doing methamphetamine, and I was disgusted by their appearance and behavior, so I had told myself that I was never going to do meth. Mm. Well, I had gone to prison for selling marijuana, and while I was in prison, all the women in prison essentially did meth. Wow. And not all of them had those, you know, physical consequences so I started getting into my head that, oh, it's not as bad as maybe I thought it was. And on top of it, all these women were glorifying meth use and telling me, oh, why are you wasting your time on crack and heroin? You should just do meth instead. And so I left prison thinking, I'm going to go try meth. Wow. And you did. I understand you met back up with somebody and they gave it to you. Yeah, I got out of prison and I found my ex-husband again because I knew that he did meth. Wow. And so as you're taking it, what about meth did you like so much? I just love the way that it made me feel. Like, what do you mean? Like, describe it. Euphoria, power, energy, could get a lot of stuff done. I could be almost in my own little world. It feels really good when it's in your body. But it like makes it so you can't sleep. Is that right? Yeah, I turned into basically a zombie. I remember one point in time where I didn't sleep for 30 days. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Because that's how addictive and you just keep going and oh my gosh. Now, I understand you were agnostic at this time. Now, what was your purpose in life did you think at this time in your life? My purpose in life was to do all the drugs and parties that I possibly could. Wow. And what were you feeling on the inside during this time? 
I just was selfish. That's the best way to describe it. I was extremely selfish, but also beneath all of it, I was this lost, scared, insecure little girl that didn't have a place in the world. Wow. So it really felt quite empty, it sounds like. Yeah, and it was. Now, I understand you had a dream that led to you giving your life to Christ. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was pregnant at the time, and I was doing meth, and I couldn't stop. And I knew that it was harming my daughter. I knew this is, you know, a dead end that was leading me to nowhere. And I actually fell asleep one night. Wow. And I had this dream that I was falling through space, just never ending, falling, falling, falling. And there was nothing to catch me. Oh, gee. And I knew that that was what my life was. I was falling and there was nothing to catch me. And I woke up and I was just convicted that I needed to find a church and start going. Wow. So you just knew from that dream to go to church. So what happened? Did you find a church and what happened there? Yeah, I called my mom because we talked about how she was a Christian and she told me about a good church to go to. So I started going to church that very next Sunday there. And I met someone that started mentoring me about the Christian faith. Wow. But I understand the drug addiction didn't just stop there. No, I still was addicted to drugs and I kept doing them to the point where my water broke early with my pregnancy and I went to the hospital for seven weeks on bed rest. And during that time, I called out to Jesus. I prayed to him and he definitely convicted me at that point in my life that the things that I was doing in my lifestyle weren't pleasing to him. And he opened my eyes in a way that just showed me that some of the stuff that I was watching on TV weren't things that he liked along with obviously, you know, my lifestyle and the drug use. Mm. But I still, even after leaving the hospital, I still didn't stop using drugs. Oh my gosh. Even those affecting, because it was so addicting. Now tell me about the moment that you truly surrendered to the Lord and you saw true change. Yeah. So fast forward a few years later, I had other consequences for my drug use at this point in time, including I lost custody of the first two children that I had. Oh, man. And I had another child that I did keep, and then a fourth child that I gave up for adoption. And God just really convicted me that I was still doing my own will and the things that I wanted to do and that I was not surrendered to Him. And he put on my heart, like, now is the time that you're going to give your life to me. Mm. I got down on my knees in my bedroom, and I just cried out to Jesus. I was like, Jesus, help me. Help me to stop living these sinful lifestyles and live just for you and, you know, make me into the person that you made me to be. And so the person that I keep wanting to make myself into, and I have not touched drugs or alcohol or anything since then. Wow. So tell me, when this moment happened, I understand you replaced the drug use with something else. What was that? Yeah, it was Jesus. It was having the Holy Spirit with me and reading the Bible and loving God and really choosing to serve Him and be with Him. He just opened up my eyes and He changed my life. I no longer need the drugs because I have Him with me. And I understand you had a huge hunger for the scriptures, like the hunger for the drugs. And it actually replaced that hunger. Describe that. How does that work? Yeah. So instead of wanting to use drugs, I would want to hear what God had to say. And it was almost like reading the words of Jesus was like he was just talking directly to me Mm. and telling me that the whole world is 
not the way that I thought it was. It's the way that he says it is and not the way that I, you know, always operated in. He did make me hunger and thirst for his word and the truth of the way that I had been living. But did you feel more fulfilled compared to drugs? Because with drugs, you told me it was unfulfilling. Yeah, but it is an everyday thing. So every day I have to keep doing it. But it's fulfilling. That's amazing. Kathleen, let's stop here because I really want to break down how becoming a Christian can help transform someone's life that was so entrenched in drugs, sex, and trauma. So let's have you back on our fourth show and really dive deep into your healing journey. Thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you, An. Man, what an understanding of the difficulty of shaking drug addiction can be. Let's talk more right after the break. Hey everyone, as an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it, 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to AwakenTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what's going on in your mind about this? I mean, geez, what a spiritual battle going on in Catherine's life at this time. She was rock bottom getting into methamphetamines. And this is really bad, guys. Meth is no joke. It's often a one-way street to everlasting addiction. So how on earth is Catherine going to conquer this? I think her story really begs this question. Can this Jesus truly set someone free from methamphetamine addiction? Another question, can Jesus restore her life? I mean, isn't her life already ruined at this point? Losing custody of her kids? How much more humiliating can this get for her? I bet some can ask, how can Catherine even be a Christian? Well, can Mary Magdalene? That's my answer. Mary Magdalene was this very sexually immoral person in the Bible and had seven demons cast out of her. Yet she was one of the most devoted followers of Jesus and is recorded in history like that. Beloved, Jesus came for the sinner. Jesus came as a deliverer. But do you really believe this? It's written in Matthew one twenty one, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, this is written before Jesus was born. This was being told to Joseph, by the way. And it was told that Jesus would save his people from their sins. Jesus came not to start a party of people who had never sinned and therefore have, you know, this holy elite program. Jesus came to save sinners from their sins. And according to the Bible, that is everyone because no one is righteous before the sight of a holy God. This is why Mary Magdalene was a follower of Jesus, because she discovered that he alone could save her from her sins, her problems, and he literally did. Jesus cast out demons and changed her life completely. Catherine, much the same way. But you can see there's a struggle. It's not just this one moment she gave her life to Jesus and then just lived a holy life. 
She had to overcome her issues one by one with her faith. But can Jesus really deliver Catherine from the drug addiction? Beloved, do you really think he can? I believe that Jesus has the power to deliver us from our sins. And that's all of sins, no matter what that sin is. It's written in John 3.17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, Jesus isn't condemning Catherine for her past, but rather Jesus is saving Catherine from her sins. It all depends on how Catherine responds to the salvation of Jesus Christ. You see, salvation is a free gift from God, but deliverance is a repentance and a working out of one's salvation where Jesus can step-by-step lead people out of their sin. And we know that God is calling us to holiness because in 1 Peter 1, 15-16, it says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it's written, Be holy, for I am holy. Beloved, God is holy, and He's requiring that of us. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, I don't know if God can deliver other people out of sin. I don't know if He can deliver even us out of sin. We ask you, Lord Jesus, save us from our sin. You are the Savior and can deliver us from our problems. Help us, Lord Jesus. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.